Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. We're doing it the right way anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Travis Makes Friends podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. In today's episode, you're going to hear an interview that Travis and his wife, Jackie, conducted with Elena Cardone. This was recorded for a separate podcast, but there is so much value. We wanted to share it with you on today's episode. On the show, they talk not only business, but how to juggle family life in addition to business. They talk about juggling business, marriage, parenting, and so much more. Elena Cardone started her career in Hollywood and soon became a successful actress and model of TV and film fame. A lifelong competitive sports shooter and now author, businesswoman, empire builder, event producer, mentor, public speaker, trainer, and visionary. She is the author of the best-selling book, Build an Empire, How to Have It All, as well as the executive producer of the annual 10X Ladies event and Build an Empire Mastermind events. Drawing upon her vast experience, Elena has developed her own curriculum to assist aspiring empire builders. In her Build an Empire and Kingmaker courses, she lays the groundwork for both men and women as she trains them how to create and maintain both an extraordinary career and marriage. Additionally, she mentors hundreds of women with personal one-on-one coaching sessions. Elena currently hosts her own show, Women in Power, and the 10X Ladies Network, along with co-hosting the GNE Show with her husband, Grant Cardone, who is also a best-selling author, entrepreneur, and real estate investor. Together, they have created a real estate portfolio of several billion dollars, and they have been happily married since July 4th of 2004. She lives with her husband, Grant, their two daughters, Sabrina and Scarlett, and their two cats, Cash and Flo, in Miami Beach. Enjoy today's episode with Elena Cardone. All right, here we go. Let's jump in. Um, so we're just a quick recap for the you know three people that are listening that may not know you guys. Um, can you just give me a quick 20, 30 second catch up on what you guys have been up to really in the last year, year and a half? Because a lot of things have changed for you. Quick recap, since COVID, when um, COVID exposed some vulnerabilities in our organization to having to release people at the worst time ever, receiving massive amount of criticism and hate, um, to knowing that we were going to get through it, we were going to fortify, refortify, come together as a unit, not only as husband and wife, but as an organization. We we're going to make it stronger um, so that we could come back bigger better, badder. Um, you know, I was determined at that point to make it everything that we had been doing look like child's play as kind of the answer to the hatred and whatnot. And so since that point, we've come back, we've, we've grown, we've expanded. Um, we hit a billion dollars, not that anybody would care about that, except for it's a major accomplishment for those who understand what that takes and what that means and what you had to sacrifice and all the right decisions that you had to make and everything that goes into that. Also, um, proving that if the little people from 
Lake Charles and New Orleans, Louisiana can do it. Anybody can do it. And so that was a major milestone. We also went to 12,000 apartment units and we were just in, in, collaborating with other powerful entities um, to build and reach a heightened level of success, not just in business, but in, in all dynamics and relationships and mindset. And so huh, that's what we've been up to. And there's so much more in the works. It's, it's really, really an exciting time over here. Not that it's easy, but it's exciting times nonetheless. So just a couple of things then. Just to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Elena. The first time I had you on my show, uh, this was 2017 now, which is which is crazy. Uh, but we talked about that. We talked about how you were kind of pushing Grant to go for that billion dollar mark and how at the time it was just a crazy, crazy goal to throw out into the universe. And that he was actually a little bit upset when you first brought it up because of how much work he knew had to go into making that happen. And now here you are a few years later with a couple billion dollars in assets under management with Cardone Capital. And then- um, 4.8. Who's counting? Oh, 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 4.8. 4.8. 4.8 assets under management. Yeah, the portfolio is 12,000 units now. There we go. Okay. So, so just in that short period of time, you guys have exponentially grown and that's not to discount any of the work that you did beforehand because you were obviously busting it for decades uh, prior to the last five years, but it seems like the last five years have been just like a hockey stick level of growth for you. And I'm wondering, because this is figuring it out and we like to talk more than just about business here. I'm wondering what that stress did to your guys' relationship and what type of um, uh, practices maybe that you put in place to you know, work through this kind of stuff together as you grew in this tremendous period. 2020 was our hardest year. It was extremely stressful. He was doing Undercover Billionaire. There was just everything coming at us, the unpredictability, the assets, the people, the you know, ugh, it was just a lot of, it, it, there was a lot of friction on our marriage. There was, um, you know, I, I was at a place where, where I'm doing something new, which is different, you know, and, and, and I had to have a discussion in a new unit of time with him because we had to reorganize the, our relationship as we kind of knew it. Meaning I usually do all the behind the scenes and I'm always there and, um, now I wanted to go out and help I, a part. I I'm doing my own thing, which is I'm now a licensed realtor with EXP. So it's interesting that you say exponential cause it stands for exponential, but I saw 2000, 2020, you know, I saw all these people losing their jobs and I wanted to get into a model mm-hmm. where I could actually help people grow their businesses. Like I did with grant, like by offering mindset infrastructure and support, um, and I found EXP, this model, which actually Grant brought to the table. And, and I said, look, Grant, this is my opportunity now to not only be the woman behind the man, beside the man, which I'm very proud of. And, and, but my superheroism and my superpower is that. And now I want to bring that. Now I've mastered that role. I want to bring this to other people and see how far I can go as a legacy play to help other people, you know? And so, can I have your support in this? Because if you don't have the conversation, then you have to, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it. Well, I'm not getting support 
Or you can look at it from his point of view, which is, okay, now she's leaving our stuff to go off and do her thing. And she's excluding me. You know what I'm saying? There's two different viewpoints. So we have to come back together. I had to get on the same page and say, look, I want to restore the family dynamic to society. You know, I want to bring financial literacy just like you do. I'm going to continue to support you. There's going to be some bumps along the road as I'm doing the juggling act with you, but I have that pretty well grooved in, but I might drop a ball because now I'm adding this new thing that I've never done that does require more attention. So, you know, can you support me? Can you show active interest in the success of me by helping all these other people? Does that align with you and us? Yes. Okay, great. So now getting his buy-in and his agreement that I'm not just wandering off to do my own thing because I need to be misindependent and make my own money or, you know what I mean? Like whatever cobwebs or misunderstandings that he may have had, I'm not saying he did, but may have gone off for him, um, need to be hashed out and talked about. So how we do it is we don't take for granted that we are the way that we were a year ago, a month ago, five months ago. If something new comes into the scene, we each have to include each other and get buy-in in the mission in order to help each other reach a heightened level of success. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's, it's going to cause problems of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there's tension. Oh, you're not there for me, but really it was just a misunderstanding. If, if you as the husband or wife are not taking responsibility by getting the buy-in, it's my responsibility to get his buy-in and understanding. Yeah. I know um, Jackie was listening to a couple of interviews that, that you did before we jumped on here. And I know she had a question for you um, kind of regarding how you balance those things, because we have, uh, two small kids. I don't even know if you remember this, but um, Jackie, uh, we, we we flew out to Miami a few years ago because Jackie was interviewing to be Grant's executive assistant. And it was a kind of roller coaster of emotions that happened because uh, uh, I, so we got back from Miami. I left to go to Dallas with my dad to look at a couple properties out there. And then while I was in Dallas, Jackie FaceTimes me one night and she has this like kind of weird look on her face. And I was like, what, what's going on? What's happening? It turns out, we uh, found out we were pregnant when I was gone. So uh, find out we're pregnant. We're talking about it. Uh, we were just like, just in shock and disarray. Just like, well, how, how do we, you know, what, what are we going to do? You know, how do we move forward here? And then, uh, and then like the next day is when she got the offer letter from Sherry to, to come out to, to be Grant's executive assistant. So then it was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this. And then it was like, uh, oh, we have, we're going to, we're expecting now, like we can't, put on this big workload on Jackie when she's expecting. So we basically ended up, you know, long story short, I had to turn, turn the job down, which was, uh, which was a bummer for us at the time. Cause we were looking forward to coming out and working with you guys. Obviously she now, obviously we have our son, he's almost three. We have a daughter now she's one, one and a half. Um, and she also works a full-time job and also manages me and my crazy <laughs> thoughts and, and, and my life and, and is supporting me and all of that. Um, so I know that she wanted to ask you a question on kind of how to balance some of those things. Yeah. I mean, that's just basically that. I just, I feel like that is the constant struggle as a mom is trying to find that balance of obviously the kids still take my priority and everything, but I also, it's very important for me to have a career that I'm proud of. So obviously you've done an incredible job at balancing those two. And I would just want to, you know, some input on that, on how you've chosen to do that. Do you have certain checks and balances for yourself that you give yourself with your kids at a certain amount of time? Just how do you navigate all of that? 
I don't balance. I juggle. You know, I'm a, I, you got to know what you are. I'm a juggler. So, um, so there's a couple things that I do. Number one is, um, I've, I've also included the children into what it is that I do, what Papa does, who we are as a family. We want to help people. We want to make a difference for the better. You know, this is what we do. Sometimes we work late hours. We're not here for certain things sometimes, you know, but when you allow us to be gone, do you realize that you're actually contributing to the people that we help? Because when you're not pulling me, I can be there and we're helping change the world, you know, and we get to be superheroes. Do you want to be a superhero? You know, yes. Okay. Well, this is how you can contribute rather than the perception of we're leaving you or you're not there. You understand that if you're staying home and gardening the fort and taking care of that, you're contributing, you're helping people by doing that for us. So they understand that they're actually contributing in their role, even if their role is being left behind. Yeah. So it's multiple conversations like that. So they're bought in. Then it's also um, where I, I prioritize, you know, if I'm, you know, the jugglers that you see at the circus that have the chainsaw, the ping pong, the tennis ball, like I'm doing all of those. Right. Yeah. And so when I throw them up, I just focus on the one that's about to land in my hand. Mm-hmm. So the one that's about to land in my hand is the one that gets the priority. And, you know, and sometimes I throw up, like, let's say the kids, right? But the business lands in my hand right here because that's the one that's most important at that time. Not not in life. Of course, my children are more important in life. But you have to distinguish when is your child bored and just wants attention or and and, and at that part, you have to skillfully, you know, be willing to pass them off to the nanny and not feel guilty about that because you've hired somebody that you trust in that role who's going to do an amazing job to take care and and to distract them. Now, when you know you owe family time, I always know when I owe family time. I can feel it. I can see it. The, you know, the kids start fighting. Things start getting a little out of control. Then my business has to take a backseat because I'm catching the family hat or the ball, whatever you want to call that. I'm, I have to focus on that to get it good, viable. Okay, it's good again. Let me throw it up. And now I got to catch the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or now I got to yeah. handle Grant. And I got to put all this aside. But it only depends on what is most eminent at the moment. It's like putting out the fire, what needs to be handled. And, and lastly, I don't compare myself to other people. That's when I get into trouble. Like when I get this idea that it all has to be balanced, I get the idea. I don't know what you get, but I'm a visual person. When I have the idea that I'm supposed to be balanced, I think everything's supposed to be smooth. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be running this perfect show. And then I look at my life, which is chainsaws, uh, tennis balls, ping pongs, basketballs, and it's going like this. And I go, oh, my God, something's terribly wrong with me because I don't have humming a humming a balance. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just accept that I'm not humming a humming a balance. Go get that from whoever does that. I don't do that. I do what I do really well. I'm not going to compare my picture to you. I just know that I'm like when Cirque du Soleil calls and they need the juggler, that's me. I'm the best at that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any certain than like actual like measurable things that you try and hit every month? Like, do you have a certain, like, do you guys go on weekly date nights? Obviously your, your lives are crazy, but do you try and do any of that or one-on-one time with each of your daughters or anything like that that you implement? I, yes. I, I, you know, the kids, they, they schedule, they call my assistant now. <laughs> 
and they schedule mom and daughter time. They get it on the schedule, um, which is really cute. But um, yeah, you know, like we do family night and we watch movies together. And, you know, you'd think that as busy of a life as Grant and I have that the kids suffer and take a toll, but they really don't. I have enough help around us so that when I'm home, I can be with the kids because somebody else is doing the, the dishes or somebody else is cooking the food. So then I can, we have a little trampoline so I can be on the trampoline bouncing with the kids and I get 30, 45 minutes of quality time with them. That's good. Like yeah. I don't need to spend hours with the children. They don't at a time, you yeah. know, to, to, to somehow be glorified as mom of the year. I need to put in the fun, the great time, the quality time, and then I get to go do something else. And then I can pop in and pop out. So we're always together. They're homeschooled. So even when I'm working from my office at home, like I might not be able to focus on them, but when I'm taking a break, getting lunch, they're there. So it always feels like they're around, like they're part of the group. When we travel on the road, they're always with us. So they, I don't think they feel like they're suffering at nighttime. I try to put in more nighttime. You know, and it's a sacrifice because I have all these business things that I got to catch up on. But yeah. I just make the decision right now. I know I need to put in family time. I'm a mother. And 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 if I'm going to go, say, and lead the charge for women and say, I want to restore the family dynamic, I got to hold myself accountable and show up and be a good representation of a mother. Yeah. At the yeah. same side, I don't have to feel guilty when my children think, you know, they think I should cook for them and that represents a good mother to them. Then I have the conversation. I'm like, if y'all want to judge me and say I ruined your life because I'm not going to cook for you, that's your decision. You're yeah. going to get all yeah. these other things that I can do and be amazing, but I'm not going to cook for you every night. But if you want, we can pick one night a week where y'all get a recipe, y'all get order the stuff and we cook together. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, about sure. finding... The thing that works. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is, uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine 
is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, I love the I love this framework as well, just because it seems like there's a lot of parents and entrepreneurial parents out there who um who take who use their their lack of success and drive in their business. Uh and and they and they use their kids almost as a crutch or as an excuse as to why their business isn't doing really well or why they're not reaching as many people or impacting as many lives or why they're not reaching their mission or their calling. And it's, and it's, they kind of put it off on like, well, you know, it's, I have a, I'm a parent and I, and I have kids. And so I have all these other responsibilities. And so I can't do that. And I can't do this. And this framework kind of pulls you out of that and gets you back into, into what I think is a higher calling in parenting, which is, setting an example that your kids can follow. And it's really interesting to me how we as parents can sometimes look at our kids and be like, you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do anything you can, you know, we want, we want our kids to live their dream life. And yet we limit ourselves because of our kids and prevent ourselves from living our dream life or reaching our goals or, or accomplishing what we set out to accomplish. And it's all under the, the guise or the excuse of, well, I'm a parent, so I just can't. It is an excuse. And Grant and I heard earlier on uh, when, the, when our children were really young, we heard somebody making an excuse like that, that they, they have kids and they blamed it on the kids. And Grant and I said, we're going to put in a policy that we are never blaming our kids for something that we don't want to take responsibility for. Yeah. Like how unfair is that? Like the kid can't even de- defend himself and you're blaming a problem on a child, especially if he catches wind that you blamed the problem. Like how would you feel as a child if you overheard your parents say, I can't because my kid, like yeah. how worthless would you feel or guilty or like, Oh, I'm a burden. Like, why would you want to do that to a child? Yeah. So it's just a matter of, a matter of perception. It's like, no, if I'm not going to do something, own up to it. But I'm not going to blame my child for my shortcomings. Like be yeah. real and honest. Like it, you, you at least owe that to your family. I agree with you a million percent. And, uh, and, and you know what? I'll go one step further. Like, why are you in a situation where your kids are your excuse to holding you back? Why aren't they your motivation for going further yes. and being better yes. and more? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I love the way that you guys have kind of included Scarlett and Sabrina and all the things that you guys do. Uh, they're clearly just uh, young, ambitious, uh, well-behaved kids who have a lot of confidence, which is something that is extremely lacking these days, especially in advent of social media has done a lot of really great things for the world and a lot of really not great things for, for the world, especially this younger generation of people. And it seems like you guys have done a great job combating that. Um, I want to ask you specifically around the uh, religious aspect, because again, this is figuring it out. We like to talk about these types of things. Um, wh- how, how has the church played a role 
in the kids learning and their confidence in their clarity when they get up in front of people? How has that or or has that uh, affected their ability to to communicate and be confident at that young age? Well, I mean, I can just give you my opinion about it, but I, you know, I don't want to ever speak for anybody, but I can see, um, you know, my kids have done a communication course. They, they understand a communication cycle, which is simply somewhat, you have an intention to get a, a, a thought across. So you'd have to have the intention first, right? And then it would have to go through a distance, right? Because I'm here and you're there. So it has to travel a distance. Then it has to go to receipt point, which is you. You have to comprehend what I'm saying. And then you have to duplicate what I'm saying. So if I say black cat, right? I had to have the intention for you to understand a black cat, communicate it. You have to say, you know, black cat. Did you duplicate black cat? Yes. Good. So now I saw and looked that you duplicated black cat and then you gave me a response back. Something very basic is understanding a communication cycle, which is not taught in schools. Then how, you know, how to, how to overcome ups and downs in life, how to, um, do the basic study. How do you study learning how to learn? Did you learn how to learn? There's an actual tech, a tech involved with learning. And, and, and one of the barriers to study is going past a misunderstood word. If you go past a misunderstood word, the rest of the page goes blank because you went into non-comprehension because you didn't duplicate what the author was telling you. You went into blank and everything from that point on is blank. So now they read their books. When they don't understand a word, they go to the dictionary. Wasn't taught to me in school. So you know what happened to me when I was in school? I thought I was stupid. I thought I was dumb. I was put in a lower reading group. No one told me, look up your words, that there's nothing wrong with you. So, I mean, do I see the benefits? Absolutely, I do. You know, my kids, they take little courses, they learn, they train, they study, they can confront people, they can look into somebody's eyes and have a communication cycle. I mean, this isn't taught. I mean, and people look at me and say, your children are just, they're just, they're just so different. And I'm like, well, yeah, they've had training. They've had technology. They, they take classes. They, it's an applicable science. It's a, it's an applicable religion. It's not a faith-based religion. So it's not a threat to other religions. It's just, I was reared. I was raised Catholic. I'm still a Catholic. You know, Scientology doesn't tell me don't believe in God. They don't tell me what to believe. They say what's true for you is true for you. Here's here's some data. This is how you apply it. So the Catholic Church didn't teach me a course on a marriage. I, I, I did a marriage course in Scientology. It helped me in my marriage. I did a course how to rear um, productive, happy children. You know, like the Catholic Church just didn't offer that to me. So... It's made a tremendous difference in my life and in personal values and integrity. They've taken these courses. It's, a, it's, it's, it's just it's data that the school systems aren't going to teach and religions don't teach because they're not an applied religion. They're faith-based religions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where are you guys? Are you guys homeschool? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that, is that something that you plan on doing for like yes. their entire time in yes. school or is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they've been homeschooled for four years. Um, this is their fourth year because we travel around the world and because yeah. I don't want them indoctrinated in, into the, into the schools. And, and 
you know, I have nothing. This isn't a war against teachers. And no matter what, you know, they may think of me. I don't know. I heard if you homeschool now, you're you're a domestic terrorist. <laughs> but aside from all that political bumbo jumbo, we've been doing this before all of that went down. And, and, and I just, I don't want my children indoctrinated with false information, you yeah. know, wrong information. Yeah. I know for a fact the school system indoctrinated me with wrong information. And the, and the root word of der- uh, the derivation of information means a formation of the mind. That's what information is doing. That, that is a formation of the mind. When you get the right information, knowledge is power. When you have the wrong information, what would that mean? That right. would mean a deformation of the mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When yeah. you have a deformation of the mind, what are you going to be? Knowledge is power. What are you? Weak, useless, can't get anywhere, think something's wrong with you, can't get out. That's what the school system did for me. They did not accept people like me, visionaries, artists. They want me to stay in my little box and be this academic student, but didn't tell me to look up my words. <laughs> didn't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, you that, know, when that's... I asked what a word is, they said, hand to God. They said, I would say, what does this word mean? And they would say, whatever you think it means, just fill it in and continue reading. Why <laughs> oh, do I want my child around that? I want yeah. my child to know. They have yeah. the right to know. Yep. Give them the right information. Tell them what the word means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go to a school system or have my children in a school system. And because they go past a word they don't understand and the teacher doesn't want to tell them what it means, because that's happened to my daughter before. And then my kid doesn't understand the rest of the page and then starts doing this, you know, in the chair because yeah. they're yeah. bored, because because they, they can't understand what they're reading. So they get bored because they're hyper, because they're energy and yeah. they are full of life. You know, because no one's suppressed them yet. Oh, until the teacher says, guess what? Your child's too hyper in the classroom and we want to put them on psycho- psychiatric, uh, so- psychotropic drugs that can physically change the makeup of their chemistry. But you know what? We want that because we want them to sit still and be a little zombie so we don't have to take care of your little hyper children because we don't know what the definition of the word is either. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not, why would I want to do that? If I'm going to mess up my kids, if my kids are going to be messed up, it's going to be my responsibility. Mm. I'm not going to be able to say it was a teacher's fault or it was that person's fault. I'm going to raise my hand and I say, I messed them up. I messed them up and I take responsibility. And that's, I think the problem with the education system as a whole is that it only teaches one type of student and all other types of students are labeled as uh, uneducated or dumb or ignorant or, or they're, or they're bad. It, even worse to me is telling a kid that they're a bad kid when they're that age. And then you start, you just start teaching them all the things to, to tell themselves every day when, when they wake up and go back to school. And then that starts to form the thought patterns that create the person that they become all because they learn in a different way than that kid learns, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I was just curious to, to ask you about that one because obviously our, our kids are getting up to school age and we're trying to decide, you know, what, what we're supposed to do in that type of situation. So I appreciate you being, uh, being candid about that. Um, moving into <clears throat> a little bit of the, the, the business side of things, Elena, I know that you guys have a ton of stuff going on all the time. So I'd love to hear, um, what you guys have coming up next and how we can kind of continue to help support you and send our audience over to what you guys got going on. 
Okay, well, that's a loaded question. We have stuff going on every weekend. This coming weekend is my 10X Ladies event. Um, I'd love for you to come out. It would be amazing. We're in Vegas. It's in Vegas, right? No, it's in Miami. Oh, okay. I thought it was in Vegas. Okay. And then the 6th and 7th is Build an Empire Mastermind. That's um, a separate workshop that I do led just by me. So that's coming up. And then I have this EXP thing where I'm building the largest, most successful real estate team in the world. <laughs> We're uh, acquiring new businesses with Cardone Ventures. We are... We're going to 10x. We want to go for acquiring 9,000 more apartment units this year with Cardone Capital. So it opens up the door for a lot more unaccredited, non-accredited, and accredited investors an opportunity to to be a part of that asset. And we have Cardone events all the time and GrowthCon. I mean, there's always something going on because we put our future You know, we we place events in our future that pull us forward and we want to be around other like minded individuals that we can be normal and, and, and we can and it's okay to be too much. And we don't have to feel like we have to lessen down to make the normal people feel okay. So this is why we put events in the future. So many of them is because people need a place where they can go and be around other like-minded, accountable, ethical people that will pull them forward, that support them, show active interest in the success of them, that support them. The derivation of support, you see, now you can't stop me from looking up words. Um, <laughs> the derivation of support, it means from below plus the word to carry. So that's what we are. We are support for you from below to carry you to a heightened level of success. Imagine if you had an army of people behind you, carrying you, lifting you up, what your empire would look like. Love it. Love it. I saw also something about moving to Scottsdale. Is that, is that right? We opened a headquarters in Scottsdale. It's already open. The 10X headquarters okay. is in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a beautiful facility. That's where Cardone Ventures headquarters out of. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you guys are still in Miami. Oh yeah. I'm in okay. the studio right now in Miami. Okay, cool. Cool. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we're by coastal now, see? That's that's true. That's true. We're I mean, staying. and we're, successfully. We're going global, Travis. What's that? I said, we're going global. We're That's first right. by coastal, you know, and, and then who knows where we pop up. Hey, I've, <laughs> uh, once you, once you get an office in Dublin, let me know. And I might move out there for you. So <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like Dublin. Um, all right, Elena, I, I, I want to get you out of here. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, real quick. There's uh, one quick segment we wanted to run you through. So this is a new show. We're testing a few different segments with the audience and seeing what people like and what they don't like and stuff. So this one is called truth or myth. Okay. So I just want you, we're going to just say one word and then you tell me if you think it's true or if it's a myth, if it exists or if it's a myth. All right. Destiny. Myth. Law of attraction. True. Love at first sight. Myth. Uh, I only have eyes for you. (laughs) I want to say truth. Uh, No, realistically, myth. You got to create that. That's packs. Okay. Um, uh, Let's see. Psychics. True. 
demons. Sure. I mean, they're all fake. They're myth. I mean, but you, you think they're real. So they, so you create them and thus they're real, but in, in, in reality, no. Okay, great. In reality, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Um, cool. I think that's, I think that's everything we got. Do you have uh, anything else, babe? Oh, no, I think we covered pretty much everything. Sweet. Well, if you're listening to this right now, please go check out everything that uh, Elena and Grant have going on. Um, I know that 10X Growth Con is right around the corner. Uh, Elena's doing these 10X Ladies events all the time. And I know that you're coming out with a new book as well, right? No, not a new book. Build a, build an empire mastermind, though. I have the four mastermind. of those going on a year. Mm-hmm. Build an empire mastermind. And those four are their them. own workbooks, each, each course. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Perfect. So if you're looking to get a little bit more from Elena and from Grant, please be sure to go follow all the stuff they have going on. You literally cannot miss them if you go online and you're in the business world at all. So uh, go check out some of the stuff they got going on. Uh, I just want to say this before we take off, Elena. I've been following you guys since... I want to say 2016, since like the first year that I've ever dove into personal development. Just I think I think I was following Gary V, and then I saw Grant and Gary do something, and then since then I've been following Grant stuff. And I've heard a lot of people over the years um, saying some positive things and some negative things about you guys. And every time, uh, every every time I've I've heard somebody say something negative, you guys have always proved them wrong and have always just outworked the belief that other people had in you. And so I just want to uh, uh, acknowledge you and and applaud you guys for uh, leading the way and showing people what to do with haters, which is uh, let them say whatever they're going to say and you just outwork them and and show them what's possible. That's our policy. Flourish and prosper. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Lena. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. All right. We'll chat soon. Okay. See you. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.